no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we close the loop on the Senior Bowl and move closer and closer to the NFL Draft. A-Dub, what's good work, my guy? Hey, Prez. Everything good, man. It's a blessing, and it was a great week, man, for us. Hey, really great week, but I'm going to go play for a second because that damn airport, Pensacola, they played your boy bogus, man. I get to the airport 2 o'clock for my 2.30 flight, man, and all this, I know y'all are going to be like, damn, you cut it close. I got TSA pre. Don't matter. <laughs> tell me why I get to the door, A-Dub, and these motherfuckers tell me, sir, the boarding process has closed. And I'm sitting here like, what? I'm like, I've flown my whole life. I have never had a boarding process close that soon. So your boy, friends, had to spend an extra day in Florida. So I didn't get back until fucking Monday. I was so frustrated because I was like, I just wanted to get home. I was tired. You know how it was. Yeah. I'm glad you made it back. I mean, I know you always wait to be the wait to be the last person to get on flights, and everything has always worked out into your favor. Um, but to, to see it happen to you on the other side of it, where you weren't able to get on, that sucks, man. That really does. Because I did the same thing the next day. I just got there five minutes sooner. I'm just like, I just looked at the lady and she didn't even, she didn't have much to say because she knew she was bogus from the day before. I said, like, that's fine. I was like, you know what? You did that to the guy that got hotel points. So guess what? It don't <laughs> even matter. Don't even matter. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate you for grabbing that bag for me because all this, I, I got there so close to it. I was like, hey, dude, man, I might need you to go ahead and check this bag, man, where I can run over to the gate. It didn't even matter, audience. I could have kept my bag. Your boy didn't have no, no clothes. I had to go buy some clothes. Man, it, was, it was just crazy out here. It was crazy. <laughs> here I am holding on to my man Prez bag for a few days. I'm like, man, bro, need this bag. I know he do. <laughs> man, I had everything in that damn bag. You saw how heavy that damn bag was. Hell yeah, man. It's like I was lifting weights, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but all this is A-Dub mentioned. I mean, we had a great week, and we were at the Senior Bowl game actually there on Saturday. We saw that national team dominate the American team, 27-10 to A-Dub. No surprise to either one of us. We've been telling the audience pretty much all week how much talent was on that national team. And so I wasn't surprised by what we saw. But I thought this game this year, was a lot more exciting than last year's game. There was a lot more action. You know what I mean? We saw a lot of good defensive efforts out there on both teams, more so on national team. We also saw some good excitement from the offense on the national team. You're right, man. A lot of things went well in that game, so it was very much exciting. And you know what makes the Senior Bowl just, like, really dope to me? All that is to me is just, like, a week-long job interview for all those players out there because they got yeah. everybody watching them. Scouts, the media, GMs, the whole world, right? So Absolutely. every little thing they do, every little movement they do. But I'm telling you, man, it's a great experience because a lot of guys made some money for themselves this week. And they dug the hard work ain't even done for them because most of these guys, they right back in the lab right now training. 
like I said, getting back in that lab, man, putting the work in, you know, no days off. You want to stay fresh and you never know how things may turn out. Well, let's get into the Senior Bowl game itself. So, audience, we talked a great deal about what we saw in practice last week, but we're going to give our thoughts on the game. And then before we get out of here, we're going to give a list of some of our guys that we thought were our top 10 practice performers. But before we get there, audience, I'd be remiss if I would just tell you that I still did not like what I saw from that quarterback position in that game. I thought it was a pretty <laughs> much a mixed bag. Now, I know that, that Jay Keener, was named the game's MVP. He threw 12 of 19, 139 yards. But most of that 139 yards came on that 44-yard touchdown pass he threw to my boy Michael Wilson. You're going to be like, oh, Michael Wilson, where's that name ringing bill? Because your boy Perez told y'all about him. Stanford University. That kid right there has got some game tool. He capped a great week with that touchdown. And he got Heener, the damn MVP honors that I ain't really necessarily think that he did anything all that exceptional. So... He should have gave that damn VB trophy to Michael Wilson. And uh, with those catches, create some separation. I mean, he was exciting to watch, actually, out there. I mean, the thing for me, and I and I hate to, to, to be that guy because I thought that Heener was probably the best of the group of quarterbacks in Mobile, not really saying much. He held on the ball too long. One of the things that I thought hurt him, you know what I mean? But, again, <laughs> people were going to say, prayers you nitpicking the guy was in <laughs> the game. Listen, I saw all week I was just kind of thinking, like, we didn't see one guy, I think, take like a massive step. I think that Heater proved that he might be able to play at the next level. But I look at a guy like Malik Cunningham. Now, this is a guy that's got some wheels. And I thought, okay, Malik Cunningham might be able to do a little something-something out here. Man, Malik Cunningham came in the game on Saturday through a pick six. And they got injured on the same play. Was well, not a good look there, Perez. Because you're right, I do like his talent. I like his mobility. But, man, you throw a pick six, bro. It's a bad look. And then Tyson Begett, the other quarterback that was in the game, I mean, he had some nice moments. But the thing that I noticed is that he didn't handle the pressure. And the, the, you know, he didn't, he didn't handle the pass rush very well. So when you have situations like that, whether it's Cunningham, whether it's Heener, whether it's Begett, listen, this is only the scratch of the surface of pressure that you're going to see. And so that's one of the things that I hope that each of these guys – when they go back in the lab, when they work with their training teams and their performance teams, I hope this is stuff that they're simulating that they, they can get better because by the time the combine comes around, they want to make sure that they've cleaned these parts of their games up. And the good thing is they put out some good tape out there to see some of their opportunities. And now they know what they need to work on going forward. They have the game. They have the practices. You see it all together, man. So I think they really got a lot of work to do. And the jury is still out on all these quarterbacks. Now, I know a lot of people were, like, talking to us about Max Duggan. I thought he was another quarterback that held on to the ball too long, and he had a really bad overthrow in the game, which could have been a touchdown to the receiver from Princeton that I talked to you guys about. Yeah. One thing about Max Duggan, I know that he was on a top team there at TCU, but I just thought, man, he was inconsistent most of the week. Cunningham had some moments as a runner. Again, though. I needed to see a little bit more from him from the passing aspect of things. And then Jaron Hall from BYU, he didn't play. And I thought that he wasn't that great in practice either. I thought that he had some marginal improvement, but just no one in that group stood out to me. And to your point, when you go back and look at film, he's the one you can really look at himself and say, you know what? I made some mistakes out there where I know I can get better at. No, I hope so. Now, I talked about Michael Wilson a second ago. Like I said, yeah. I think that he capped off a great week. That touchdown play that he made, 
it was a great play because that ball was an underthrow. He went and yep. came back and got it and got in the end zone. Like I said, I thought that he did a tremendous job in Mobile last week with helping his draft stock because the one thing with him, and this is something that a lot of people, if you guys fired up the, t- the tape, if you're a Pac-12 football fan, you know the injuries have plagued Michael majority of his career there at Stanford. And also we know that Stanford football has not been Stanford football of old. That standard that they have there, it hasn't been the same. So when you talk about uneven quarterback play, when you talk about injuries, it's not an ideal situation for a player to thrive. But like I said, that senior bowl gave Michael an opportunity to kind of show and remind scouts of like, hey, here's my talent. Here's some more film for you to look at. Yeah, I know you can break down my film from college and see, okay, you know, it was uneven. Well, check me out here amongst my peers. And I thought that Michael did himself a really big-time favor by having such a great week last week in Mobile. And I think the key factor I think a lot of people are going to look at is, is it enough? And you're right, against some of the other talents, he stood out. I hope he's done enough prayers to put himself in a good position. No, I think he more than did. Outside of one of the concerns, well, there were a couple concerns of him coming into this week, one of which, can he stay healthy, right? Right. Durability has been a thing that's been one of the, the main concerns for him. All week of practice, you saw examples of that. The guy's got a 6'1", 216-pound frame. He could get up that field. I saw him battling with Jay Ward in, in, in practice. I saw him making that play on Jay Ward in the game where he got yep. off the line of scrimmage. He got overthrown by Heener, which I mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah. When we talk about that quarterback play. That could have been an easy completion right there. Could have been. But the, but the touchdown grab, he grabbed that in front of Jamie Robinson. Jamie Robinson had a really good week of practice there. Just the free safety out of Florida State. So it's showing you that he can make those plays yeah. against top competition. So Michael Wilson did more than enough to raise his draft profile last week in Mobile. It's in those one-on-one drills. He did make himself known that he's a guy that can create the separation, and he did a lot of that. So kudos to Michael Wilson. Another guy that I thought did very well for himself in this game, and this is a big takeaway for me, is Evan Hall. I talked to you guys about him multiple times last week on our recap shows. Evan Hall let all rushers inside this game. And yep. that's not something to turn your nose up at because guess who was one of the running backs that he was competing against? It was Chase Brown, who led FCS in rushing this year. So the fact that Evan Hall came in here, took that challenge, and not only in practice went out there and showed you what he was about, but went out there in that game, ran the football hard. I mean, he reminds me of a Danny Woodhead type. This Evan Hall kid, I swear, audience, when I brought his name up to you, I know people were saying, oh, Evan Hall, Northwestern, running back in the Big Ten. Yeah, okay, fire up that tape and take a look at him. Watch how he ran that football in that senior bowl. The kid is tough. And that game was just a cap of it, right? It capped it off. I mean, 75 yards, Prez, you saw what he did. You're right, running hard, getting through those holes. I mean, he was just a rushing machine, and he took advantage of his rushing attempts. And he definitely is one of those guys who really stood out, man. And um, I'm happy for him. Northwestern kid, man. Came out, pressed, competed hard, played extremely well. And to see it carry over in the game, that's even more exciting. I think the, the number one thing that I loved about watching him was that every time I saw him carrying the football, defenders were surprised by how quick he was, first of all. Second of all, he took them off guard with his downhill running style. Yeah. And then lastly, the kid breaks tackles. And that right there is what you want out of a running back. 214 pounds. When I was interviewing him, I was taller. I'm not taller than many people. But I'll tell you one thing. 
when I looked at that kid, I saw something in his eyes. I said, this kid right here is a fucking gamer. And I, and I love that. I mean, it was at the practice and you could tell he was still chomping at the bit. He was about that life. <laughs> so I, I like this kid, not just in the practices, but he showed up in the game on Saturday. And like I said, he outperformed Chase Brown. And, you know, it, it was his time. He took advantage of it, Perez, and he came with it, bro. He just came with it. It seems like he had a chip on his shoulder the entire week, bro, and he executed. Hey, man, it's that little man complex, but he got it done, bro. <laughs> So, he definitely did, bro. So salute to him, man. Look, guy handling his business. I guess my last takeaway from the game, A-Dub, and I'll let you get in here with a couple of yours, but I thought that – I think one of the things that really made me happy was looking at how some of those undersized defenders performed so well in the senior bowl. Now, I talked about Evan Hall on the offensive side of the, of the, of the ball, but on the defense. You got a guy like Ivan Pace Jr., who I've talked to you guys about multiple times this week, linebacker from Cincinnati. When I was looking at him out there on the field, I said, he's not that big of a kid. I mean, he looked mm-hmm. like, to me, he looked like a, a corner. Well, guess what? He don't play like that because that guy led all teams of tackles in the game. And now I know some NFL teams probably are shy away from him. He won't be every scout. He won't be every GM's type of player. But I tell you one thing, man, he had no fear out there. There were a couple times in that game where I saw when he came in on blitzes, where he had to go up against Darnell Wright, when he had to go up against Osiris Torrance, he still made plays. He did. He was all over the field. Now, I know people may sit here and say, oh, well, Perez, he's 5'10", he's 230 pounds. Yeah, but you know what? Measure heart. Measure that dog. Because that kid's got that dog in him. So I was really proud of what he did. Isaiah Land. Florida A&M. Now, he got pressed into playing inside linebacker, which is something he didn't really have a lot of experience doing. He worked both positions. When we saw him get the opportunity to rush the passer, fourth quarter, got a sack of heater. And I tell you one thing, he may be a little undersized, 6'3", 226, but he made a statement. And that's all that matters. This is what this moment is for these guys. Putting that film out there, letting people, with question marks about my size, with question marks about my game, with question marks about the type of competition that I play against. But guess what? A lot of these guys erased those doubts with their play, not only in practice, but in the game. Aubrey Miller Jr. is the last undersized guy that I want to bring up. Another guy that I talked to you guys about from Jackson State. Had a great week and followed it up with a great performance in the game. This guy's 5'11", 229. Another guy that I was looking at and I was kind of sizing up like, man, I'm kind of about the same size as Arby. But Arby still got that dog in him, man. Got that dog in him. I was looking at his dad when his dad was on the field uh, after practice giving interviews, and he was talking about some of, you know, his background and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, I see where Arby got that dog from. Shit, the apple don't fall far from the tree. (laughs) Because, bro. The biggest thing that I saw from Aubrey all week was just that physicality, you know what I mean? And that's yep. going to serve him at the next level. I was impressed with the kid. You're right, man. He's quicker than most people may think, bro. He really is. And I'll tell you, man, just seeing him at the end of the game, hugging his moms, you know, that was just a dope, you know, scene just to see that happen. But the fact that this kid puts it all on the line, every particular play prayers. You got to give it to him, man. So anytime, man, he's out there, Perez, you know he's coming, man. I guess the last piece on him, you guys heard me talk about Evan Hall, but on the game's first play, the tackle that he made on Evan Hall, 
I thought that was a thing of beauty. And that's the thing. It's like in the senior bowl, you got the best of the best going up against each other. That's why that senior bowl is so dope to me. You got many bowl games for these college players to play in. I continue to think that the senior bowl is the best showcase game out there. And it continues to be the game that I think A-Dub and I will continue to go out here and cover because I was really impressed with what we saw out here. I mean, Luke Getty said it best. After the game, he said, look, we definitely have some Chicago Bears <laughs> that are going to come out of the senior bowl. Well, we saw it last year. And that's why it was awesome with Luke Getty being the coach because he's seeing it up close in person. He's he seeing did. these guys in the meeting rooms. He's seeing how they operate. All the reps, all the film work. He had that bird's eye view. Eberflus was there. Ryan Poles was there. Ian Cunningham was there. Dude, the Chicago Bears had to see your bowl cornered. And I'll tell you, it was just a joy for us to cover it and watch it as well. But I'll tell you, these this talent here, man, they can really play. And you know, you and I, we we watched several players, you know, do their thing. And on that old line, I saw a lot of good stuff happening there. You know, you and I talked a lot about it. But I'll tell you, man, I was impressed with the talent level on the O-line, even in the game for it, so that national team. I mean, some of the people we talked about before, like a, a Jalen Duncan, you know, I saw how well he played for us. You're talking about some of those holes and gaps that, you know, Evan Hall was running through. I mean, look, some of these players out there were setting them up, man, nicely to give him an opportunity to give him a chance to do his thing. So I got to kudos to the O-line as well. No, absolutely. That's a good call out, I mean, because there's been some guys on that offensive line, whether it's a, a Jalen Duncan, who I think will be a phenomenal target for the Chicago Bears. I mean, absolutely. you talk about a guy in Jalen that has that size, got yeah. that dog in him, you know what I mean? I mean, you got a chance to sit there and talk to him. And I and I love that interview, man, because the guy was super confident, was unbothered. And he's a typical I mean, he I mean, he he's a prototypical guy that I would love to see on the Chicago Bears, hands down. You never know what we're looking at for his what Ryan Poles might do. He just might take you up on some of your little give backs if this is included in there. <laughs> Any other takeaways from the game before we go into our top practice players on the week and potential Bears targets? I think what I will say about the game itself, Perez, it was good to see, like you talked about, some of the defensive players out there um, on the on the D-line for the national team. I mean, you're right. The, the, the national team was ahead 17-3 at half, Perez. But I just thought that the defensive effort, man, the intensity they brought in the game, man, really stood out. So I'll tell you, a lot of scouts going to be looking at, you know, uh, a lot of teams will be looking at that defensive line, man, and what those guys are able to do. And you hit on the head on some of the players who were good, but I was impressed, man, with the defensive effort out there, man, for that national team. And they really played their butts off. So give me a couple of your practice performers. I mean, we we talked to the audience about a lot of guys, but I want to make sure that we just kind of wrap it up in a neat bow. Yes, sir. So give the audience a couple of your standout guys for the entire week. Not a guy that did well one day. And tapered off. I want a guy that was solid for the whole duration of the week. For the whole duration of the week, I'm going to start with the running back. Can't believe I'm going with the running back first. But I will say, Tajay Spears really shocked the hell out of me, Perez. The way he performed throughout the week, man, was just phenomenal. In the passing game, running attack, I mean, this guy really showed that he's the goods. And I'm telling you, the tape that he put out there was very impressive. I mean, it was hard to even stop that kid, man. The way he shot through the gaps, how loose he is, man, was shaking. I mean, he just really stood out the entire week. Over the course of the week, hey, Tajay, hey, he was doing his thing, bro. I mean, honestly, I thought he was the best running back in Mobile. I know I talked a lot about Evan Hull. 
I yep. thought Evan Hall was right there with him, but I thought Tajay was the best. I mean, what and the thing that I liked about Tajay from the week was whether it was running the ball or catching it out of the backfield. Yeah. Awesome. He popped off a long run on the Wednesday's practice. And I just loved how he matched up with them safeties. I mean, one-on-one, there was nobody that could really do too much with him. You know what I mean? Bigger, Not stronger than I expected him to be. When I saw him out there after the practices giving interviews, I was like, this guy's a big fucking guy. I didn't realize how big he was. So mm-hmm. Tajay, he would be huge. And not necessarily sure if I think that he'll be a Bears target, but we don't know what's going to happen with David Montgomery. There's a chance Ooh. David Montgomery could come back on the team for only deal. You never know, Chris. We don't I, know. I hope so, though, you know, because I, I know you and I both love Montgomery, but you just never know what may occur there. So that's my thing is that running back isn't necessarily high on the list of our needs. Nope. But we could be in the market if David Montgomery leaves. And if that is the case, then A-Dub's guy that he brought up, Tajay Spears, I think his draft stock skyrocketed. I mean, he had an impressive week of practice, showed that playmaking ability off all week long. And the biggest thing about him was just had ability to make defenders miss. I mean, he was making plays all fucking week long. <laughs> I'm going to the O-line now, baby. Osiris Torrance. I thought he put together nice fam out there, Perez. Look at the tape for this kid, man. Throughout the week, I mean, he played extremely well. You're talking about one-on-one drills. You're talking about routine drills. Perez, he held his own. And you ask me, I think he got better each day. Osiris, hey, he's tough. He's mean. He's nasty. I wouldn't be against it. I actually have a couple other guys rated higher than him as far as the Bears target. But however, audience... Remember that name from A-Dub because you never know how this thing may go. You never know how he tests out at the combine. So, hey, there's still a lot of more time left for these guys to, you know, even take even <laughs> larger step, even bigger step, you know, yeah. for their draft stock purposes. Um, if I think about it, I will go uh, J.L. Skinner. I know we called him out before, but I think this is a guy, Perez, who really had a good week. What I mean by that, he continued to get better. I mean, he got beat on some routes, right? Because he's going with some get some tough, tough wide receivers, man, throughout. But you're talking about battling? This kid battles, man. He don't care. He got length. He can jump. He can be physical. He can do it all, man. But one thing I will say, he doesn't quit. He'll continue to battle all the way through. So I will say, J.L. Skinner, man, Boise State can really ball out there on the defensive side of it, man. He can cover these wide receivers, and he's done a very good job throughout the week. But I do notice in that senior bowl game that, uh, hey, <laughs> you know, I know next play up, but uh, <laughs> the best of them out there in that game on Saturday. But they did. JL was impressive. And I also like the fact of just his physicality, his makeup, yeah. and the way that he likes to play. So now that's a good call up. You never know which way the draft board will go. Now, I don't necessarily feel like he's is, is high up on the Bears draft needs. But again, you never know how they have that draft board lined up. But I think for me, some of the areas that I think that we've talked about before, obviously offensive line, defensive line, right? These are going yeah. to be some of the bigger areas for this for this ball club. I think they wouldn't even mind entertaining the idea of a corner. I talked to you guys about Julius Britt from Kansas State. I thought that he had one of the best weeks of practice for the cornerback position. And in fact, I thought that he was the best corner in Mobile this week. He was consistent Tuesday and Wednesday. Didn't participate on Thursday. I talked to you guys about one of the negative parts about his game. He gets a little handsy. Yeah, he basically is a very physical player, but at the next level, he's going to have to clean that up or you're going to have a lot of holding. You're going to have a lot of pass interference calls on the guy. But he's a feisty fucking player. 
he's the type of guy that I told you guys how I felt about Tyreek Woolen last year. He reminds me a lot of him. I've said this to you guys. I'm going to remind you guys. He can keep up with your speedsters, but he also don't bump and run with your physical receivers. In NFC North, we have a bevy of wide receivers. I would love to see a kid like this in the mix. You know what I mean? Because if the kid like this is, is in your slot, it don't matter what package the Bears defense gets put into. You're not going to be afraid of having this guy playing fucking press coverage against someone. Now, I know you may say, well, press, he'll be a rookie. Yeah, I get that. But mm-hmm. think about Kyler Gordon, and he took those bumps early on. But look at the way Kyler Gordon performed later in the season. You learn by playing. Sir. Julius Brents, I think, would be an incredible draft target for the Chicago Bears. I think he's one of those individuals who would piss off a lot of wide receivers, man, mm-hmm. because he don't mind, you know, trying to get into your head. And I think no. that's what people don't realize about him, man. He's a guy that can get in your head. And the fact that he can – with the style of play that he plays at, I mean, it just bodes well. It's actually the Chicago way, Perez. That's what we do. This is what we talk about, hard-nosed players, right? You know, that we had in the past, like Peanut Tillman and things of that nature, who played tough. I'm not saying he's Peanut. I'm just saying that DNA type that want to play hard, that want to play these wide receivers the physical like that, he reminds me of a throwback in that, in that manner. Hey, we'll see. I don't want to be throwing peanut at him, but I would just say, hey, Julius <laughs> Brooks, hey, the kid, he plays with a chip on the shoulder, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I, I get the sentiment, hey, Dub. John Michael Schmitz, guy that I talked about all week. I'm not going to go too hard on this one. Obviously, audience, if you guys had two eyes, you saw how well he looked this week. He was the most consistent player out there. I don't think he had a bad rep the entire week in practice. Strong, powerful. He's a tough son of a bitch. Tough son of a bitch. If there's a chance that he's available day two, Ryan Poles and staff, they better snatch this kid up. They better snatch him up. But again, A-Dub talked to you guys about Osiris Torrance. He would be a good get at guard. Steve Avila from TCU. Another yeah. guy that I thought performed pretty well. This is the thing. These guys showed they all can play very well in that interior. But if I have my choice of the, of the three of those guys, I want John Michael Schmitz all day long. I just like what he brings to the table. I like his character. But most importantly, man, he didn't have a bad rep all week. He really holds his own ground, bro. And he's just so calm out there too, Perez. Like, he, he makes the game. The game looks easy when you watch him. It really looks easy. Like, man, but the thing is, that skills are hard work, bro. The guy knows what he's doing, man. And I, I'll tell you, bro, throughout the week, he really shined. He stood out. Like you say, Five the fam, look at the tape. You'll see what you need to see with him. Will McDonald, I briefly talked about him last week. Edge rusher from Iowa State. I talked to you guys about how I feel about that Iowa State program. Yeah. They have churned out a lot of NFL players. I thought that Will McDonald was the best pure rusher out there in Mobile. Combination of speed and that ability to bend. Oh, and I'm talking about Isaiah Foskey was out there. And I thought that Will McDonald. Was a, is a better pure pass rusher than Isaiah Foskey. The spin move that he had out there, man, I mean, he got all the oohs and ahs for that shit. Yeah. I think this guy's going to be a top 50 draft pick. Ryan Poles, once again, if there's some kind of way that this man is on that draft board, I would love the Bears to put in their card and say, at blah, 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 pick, the Bears <laughs> select Will McDonald <laughs> from Iowa State. <laughs> Because I'm telling you one thing, A-Dub, the kid impressed me. 
great week, great character, great talent. I was impressed. I'll tell you, man, just watching him work against the O-lines, man, he gave them guys problems, bro, all week. And I was like, man, it carried over on team drills. I mean, they struggle with this guy, man, but got to give it to him, Perez. If the Bears decide to select a guy like him, I would not be upset at all. You like this kind of player on your team, man. I like the heart. I like the toughness. This is what we're looking for, bro. It absolutely is. Jaden Reed is another guy that I talked to the audience about, wide receiver from Michigan State. Fire up the film on him. You guys will see a playmaker galore. He already talked about it in the senior bowl. Some of the things that he liked about Justin Fields. It seems like a match made in heaven because the way that Jaden plays, Justin mm -hmm. Fields is the type of quarterback that he feels like he could excel with. The Bears need playmakers for Justin Fields. This is another guy that I think is going to be available day two. It's a match made in heaven. Jaden Reed elevated his stock all week long. What did I tell you guys about with this kid? Quickness, explosive, great route runner. Areas that our Bears receivers struggled last year was getting the fuck open. This kid right here runs great routes, but it creates separation, and, and that is what we need. He tracks the ball super well. And again, Ryan Poles, he's a huge fan of Justin Fields. This is a no-fucking-brainer. The fact you're talking about how quick he can get open, man, that is exactly what we need because you know how long Justin Fields is waiting on our wide receivers to get open. On the defensive line, Adi Adebore. Yeah. Other guy that I talked to you guys about. This guy's a fucking bull in the middle of the defense. <laughs> Undersized, I know. But the Bears are in need of a three technique. That's why a lot of draft experts have linked Jalen Carter to the Bears in numerous mock drafts. But let's just say, for instance, if the Bears decided to trade back and we went and got after and we went and got a Will Anderson type. Well, guess what? Ana Adebore is a guy that I think could potentially perform better in the NFL than a Jalen Carter. And you heard it here first. Ooh. The reason why, I watched him all week show dominance as a run defender. He also flashed as an interior rusher. It's true. Great skill. I mean, we already talked to you guys about what he did for, to Jalen Patterson in the one-on-one -on -one drill. <laughs> Besides that, he was just dominant all week. I just felt like he just got stronger throughout, man. And the domination in those one-on-one -on -one drills, bro, even in team drills, I know I'm alluding to that part of it. But you're right. The fact that how he's able to get in the inside press, get in that backfield, he can wreck half. I'd like to see someone play with that kind of intensity, bro. So I was a fan watching him play. And the fact that he likes the idea of playing the three technique. He doesn't care about the size. And I tell you one thing, he makes up with it at heart. I told sure. you guys that I interviewed this kid. Man, that dude, he looked at me like he was ready to go to battle with me. That's how I got him to loosen up. I was like, I don't want no smoke, Ade. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> but that just goes to show you that that kid's temperament, he wants it. First thing out of his mouth is domination. Well, shit, he practiced and played like that shit. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, man. He ain't nobody you want to mess around with, Brez. He isn't, uh, man. He, he's serious, bro. You can see the attitude, the facial expression. I'm like, hey, man, I don't want to smoke with this kid either, bro. Hell no. A couple more guys before we get out of here. Now, I already talked about Michael Wilson earlier. I thought he had a really good week. I thought he performed well in the game. He's another playmaker to look at. So if case another, in case a different team snatches up Jaden Reed, Michael Wilson could be a great consolation prize for Ryan Poles in, in, in the team because you can never have enough playmaking options on your offense. And I think that Michael Wilson could be a mid-round steal for Ryan Poles. 
And this is the type of guy that I think that he would take a flyer on. We have a hole in special teams. He might be able to potentially help out there. So I honestly think that, man, I hope it's us. But any team ends up with this Michael Wilson kid, they're going to be happy with the decision, but he's going to be a fucking steal for whatever team gets him. Kids got really good size, Tomato. Yeah, man, really good size. Loads of talent to press. He's going to do well, man. And um, you pretty much can't go wrong with him, really, you know, because I think, like, to your point, man, we are missing a lot on our team, and we could definitely could use him. Now, A.W., you brought up Darnell Wright's name, the offensive tackle from Tennessee last week. The Bears do have a need there at right tackle. I think he could be a potential good fit. He had a really good week of practice that also carried over to the game. He, to me, I thought he was the best tackle at the Senior Bowl. Dominant in one-on-one drills. He's got that type of nastiness that you know that Ryan Poles loves. Oh, so yeah. when you talked about him, I kind of was like making sure that I honed in on him a little bit more. And I thought, honestly, of most of the tackles that were there, I thought that he was probably the best one. And... Similar to what I said about Braxton Jones last year. Darnell right. Wright has the potential for what I saw to be a day one starter in the NFL. That is saying a lot, Perez, because the way he was giving Will McDonald and others problems, bro, I was like, man, that's something you just can just carry over, man. And he's very good at his movement, Perez. Once he get a hold of to you, bro, you ain't getting away, bro. That's it. He's physical as hell. And you're right, man. You talk about that nastiness that you and I always talk a lot about, Perez. He got it, bro. So it wouldn't be a shock at all, Perez, if he is a day one starter. One more when I just thought about A-Dub. Payne Durham, the tight end for Purdue. Yeah. I talked about how he came on as the week progressed. Well, Payne Durham also did his thing in the senior bowl game as well. Now I know the Bears. We were pretty set there tight end with Cole Komet. I know that Ryan Poles has been talking about the fact that they're going to extend him. But Cole Komet can use a little help. You, you, Absolutely. You, you can never have too many playmakers on an offense. And I would say Payne Durham did a tremendous job with increasing his draft stock, not only just in the passing game, but as a blocker. I was watching him, and I said, you know what? We could use that both sides. Another dynamic receiving option and somebody that can stay in the block. That's what you want right there. So the fact that Cole Komet is a good blocker, this kid's a good blocker as well. He can get out there and make plays. That's what you want, man. So wouldn't shock me if you go that direction. Any more targets for me, Doug, before we get out of here? I don't think I have any more targets, bro, for you. I think you hit a lot of good targets, bro, already. I mean, wide receivers like the Wicks and Tank Dales, you talked about them enough, bro. So for me, we got the people. Well, I didn't say we got a special guest for you guys on tap for next week's show. This will conclude our senior board portion of our coverage and it was a joy it was a pleasure it was a grind but you know me and Ada, we embrace the grind we don't duck the grind <laughs> absolutely as always we appreciate your continued support of the platform we're the bear essentials and we're out